Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast with me, Adam Beebe, one of your hosts, the other host who is always with me. Mr. Barry Johnston, who I've known literally forever, at least forever of my own existence. Hey, Barry. What's up? Hello, Professor. Hello, Weird Villains. Uh, How's everyone? Hope everybody's doing well. And uh, yeah, man, I'm good. Everything's good. How are you? Pretty good, man. Um, I am, uh, we're, you know, we're coping along in my, my class here and, uh, my, my educating my students all on all things, uh, in the comic book world and how to, uh, the graphic narrative world, how to create them history cool. of, uh, you know, American comics and, and graphic narrative and lots of cool stuff. And, uh, went to a, uh, big convention, well, small, a medium-sized convention here in Cincinnati over the weekend. Sweet, and uh, a couple of my students went, which was pretty cool. Nice, and um, I always enjoy uh, going to those. And I always come home with just a huge stack of stuff to read, and I just really uh, went overboard. Well, not really. Not too bad. Did you have a budget? Did you have a budget? Yeah, I stayed pretty much within my budget. Um, The only thing I really went over budget with was when I commissioned some uh, art um, to get made. But I make the exception for that. But otherwise, for you know a three day event, um, I I stayed within my budget. But I also was um, at my budget mark. Well. A little over, but uh, but the, the second day I'd already did, so I actually uh, didn't go back the third day. Um, <laughs> instead, I delivered packages to make some money back Smart that move. I spent. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. what you got to do. You know, yeah, man, got to balance things out. You know, and for sure. That's uh, one of those things to balance. You know, so. oh, that's awesome. That's great. I have every. I want to go to a Comic-Con. Uh, we, we have a real small one here that, that they do every year, and mm-hmm. I just haven't had a chance to make it. But they always look really fun, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think I think it'd be fun for especially for a family, you know, if you're if you're yeah. uh, you know, if you got if you got kids and stuff, it always looks like a good time. And uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think that kind of a, a thing is a, is a good thing to do. Yeah, at this particular comic um, Comic Con, we had uh, they had a lot of media guests, a lot of media people, and um, anybody interesting uh, or uh, yeah, there were some really cool people that I didn't meet any of them um, because I just don't want to stand in line and uh, talk to and stuff. But um, Tom Arnold was there. Oh, sweet man! Yep, isn't and, he an uh, Ohio native, or am I getting that wrong? 
I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I know he's from somewhere in the Midwest, maybe Indiana or something. Yeah, yeah it seems seems right. But yeah, he was there, and um, there was uh, that. Well, I guess really the top big big name. Uh, well, actually, Richard Dreyfus was here. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, sure. Why? Richard, yeah, it was a wow. really strange one for me. But I guess Jaws, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, man, that's um, cool. That's cool. But the the big name was uh, was Captain James T. Kirk himself, the oh, Shatman, William Shatner. Very cool. And as much as I would love to meet Shatner, it's just I don't want to spend all day in line to uh, you know and pay a lot of money to do that. Sure. And that's you know, and I mean, it's totally cool if people that's your jam and you value that experience. Um, it's just, I just, you know, I just can't, I'd rather be looking for comics. I'd rather be looking for cool stuff to read and, 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 and have, and, you know, I mean, you know, meeting people who are, you know, quote unquote famous or whatever, it's cool. Um, you know, they're just people too, you know, you're not going to get any magic powers off of them. You do get that. You you do get the unique experience. I get you. I grant you that. Yeah. And there's been a couple of people I've met where I was just like, wow, yeah, you're, you're this person and you know, and I'm going to fanboy over you. Sure. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I just, uh, but you know, I just couldn't bring myself to, uh, cause maybe I, maybe I knew somewhere deep inside, that I would have lost my cool and I would have fanboyed over, over, uh, the chat. Uh, cause you know, who wouldn't, I mean, you know, he's, he's an icon. Yeah. He's an icon he for is. sure. He really and he's getting is. up and, there in and, age, man. He's, he's, I think he's like 94. I was going to say, um, man. Yeah. He's gotta be. Yeah. And he's one of the few people who is not an astronaut that has been off this planet. Amazing. So. That's amazing. What a, what a cool story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's what I was up to this weekend. That's what I've been doing with uh, doing stuff with my class and really and having good good time doing that. Very cool. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna come back down from the sky from uh, from the stars off of the uh, Starship Enterprise there, back to really some of our uh, home stomping grounds, man. A lot of it. Yeah. We've got another central and. Well, also northwestern Oklahoma, uh, some stories there for today. And uh, our guest, Brian, is um, he's from around our area, and he's got some cool stories from around our area, the Kingfisher area of Kingfisher, Oklahoma, um, which, of course, we, we love hearing because as we go, the, the for every year that passes, especially doing this show, but every year that passes, uh, we really realize how strange and how weird our little hometown uh, really was. Absolutely. And it's, Absolutely. So. And yeah, Brian's practically my neighbor. He lives here in Enid. So uh, always, yeah. always good to meet people that are around here and uh, really looking forward to this chat. I think people are really going to dig it. Definitely. So Brian, uh, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? <laughs> Well, stories, I guess you would say. Um, well, I've, I'm not sure if I've been fortunate or unfortunate to have uh, had a few cryptid encounters. Uh, and those of you that don't know what a cryptid is, it's things like Bigfoot, Dogman, um, you know, the Thunderbirds. There's a whole genre. Yeah. And 
you know, I, I'll be truthful with you. I, I usually try to keep from telling people everything that I've seen because, unfortunately, it seems like the more you encounter these things, uh, the crazier you tend to, to sound. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we understand yeah. that for sure. Now, surely a sane person would only see something like that once, you know. Right. But uh, I've come to believe now that it seems like the more and more, once you see something like that, something you can't explain, something weird happens to you, it's like your eyes open and suddenly you're paying attention. And sure. I, think, I think a lot of people see a lot of things and they just blow it off or dismiss it as mm-hmm. you know, my imagination. But... Um, my, my trip down the, the little rabbit hole started when I was a, a kid down at the, uh, the family farm, I guess you could say. I was probably 11 or 12 years old. This was probably 83. Yep. And uh, I was out at the farm. We have this, uh, a creek that runs through our farm. And I was always down there by myself, running around like a little hillbilly kid, you know. I didn't have any friends. Uh, in the area so it was pretty much just me and my grandparents you know and uh, I found this track in, in alongside the creek and uh, I'm not gonna blow smoke up your skirt it was a long time ago yeah um, it was a long time ago but you know I was big into reading these nature books and you know I, you probably remember when we were kids it was like you know, the Native American stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, you wanted to be, you know, be an Indian because you could be a tracker and they yeah. were healthy. And you know? so yeah. those were the type of books that I was reading. And I really wanted to be a good tracker. So I was always paying attention to tracks. And, man, I ran across this track and it was huge. I didn't know what to make of it. It was, it was big. It was right on the edge of a bank and it was in some mud and whatever it was, it slipped a little bit. So it was kind of like, whatever it was, was dug into the mud and then it just kind of peeled back. And I was like, what in the heck am I looking at? You know? Well, I didn't know. And, uh, I kind of, you know, explained it away in my mind as so many people do. And then fast forward, you know, several, many, many, many years. And I'm sitting in, I'm by now I'm an adult. I'm living in Oklahoma city and I just happened to be sitting around the house drinking a beer and there happened to be this Bigfoot show on it was some kind of Bigfoot show about this uh, three-toed Bigfoot that was down in Louisiana and they showed a picture of this three-toed footprint track and I mean it just all just kind of flooded back to me holy crap you know and then I'm getting I've got like a thousand thought processes going on at once like um, I was down there as a kid, and this thing was there. Yeah, because you know, that's literally like super duper fresh when I found it. Sure. And I looked all over. I didn't find any more. Whatever it was, it looked like it was walking up and down the creek, and probably stepped out of the creek for a, a half a step, and then went back in. Would be my guess. But after that, you know, I thought, you know, there wasn't nobody down there to prank me. Yeah. You know, I mean, my grandparents, you know, they're they're not into pranks anymore. You know, there was nobody else out there. And so it just really started hitting me. It was like, man, there really must be something out there. And uh, that was the moment that my eyes got opened. And as I 
continued hunting, fishing, which I've done a ton of that, um, my eyes were open from that point on. And I started picking up on all, a whole bunch of little things that were just, you find this weird stuff in the woods, it's just hard to explain. Sure. But the first really weird thing that I got to see with my own eyes was uh, on Highway 11, west of Alva. And yeah. this was probably, and, and this one is probably one of the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How do you categorize these things? Right, right, right. <laughs> one of the weird things. Um, back then, I used to uh, fix air conditioning. That's what I did for a living for okay. years. And uh, I worked for a company, and we basically went all over northwest Oklahoma. And at the time, we were taking care of some uh, cell phone towers that was out in the panhandle. And it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I was driving one of those big service vans, like you see going down the roads, got ladders on the top, yep. you know. And uh, I was, you know, it was probably 2 in the morning, 2, 1, 2, 3, I don't remember. And I'm, you know, flying down Highway 11, headed towards Alva. I'm going to say that I was somewhere between camp houston and alva and i had my bright lights on and i was just moving and all of a sudden this thing flew in front of my truck and whatever it was was huge it's absolutely huge it had wings all i could really see i almost hit this thing i i know it sounds crazy but it literally came within five feet of my windshield wow wow the wing one wing of it completely engulfed my windshield Damn. this is this is a you know a three-quarter ton full-sized van yeah and i'm shocked that my ladder didn't hit it because my ladder stuck out a little bit right but all i could see is this thing just flew past me was what i can only really describe as like a brown pterodactyl wing damn wow like wow like a ter- yeah and i mean <clears throat> I'm talking three quarters of a second, you know, just yeah. flying right. And I was like, you know, what in the hell? So and this is one. So not a feather, uh, not a feathered yeah. wing. No feathers, skin. Wow. So yeah, more like a bat or like a pterodactyl. Wow. Like a bat. And it was it was huge. This, I'm just going to speculate. I'm just guessing, but the simple fact that that wing, one wing pretty much took over my whole windshield. I'm going to guess, and I didn't see anything but the wing. Yeah. I didn't see feet or head. The wing was completely covering it. And I'm just going to guess that this thing probably was, I don't know, each wing was at least somewhere between seven or eight foot long. Yeah. Wow. That had to be big. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was absolutely massive. Yeah. I just, I was dumbstruck. I didn't know what to make of it. Um, so did, I, did you stop? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Now there was, that never even really thought crossed my mind. Yeah. Getting, stopping and getting out. I, I had no intention of doing that. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smart move. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I went home, uh, Got on the internet, um, did a little bit of research. This was back when the internet was kind of its infancy. Yeah. And it was 03. I found nothing. Absolutely nothing. I found 
some pictures of some giant bats down in South America. Right. You know, well, you know, uh, maybe that was it. So fast forward about three years to like, I don't know, it was like 2005, 2006, something like that. Kid you not, I'm driving the exact same stretch of highway, working, coming home from working on those damn cell phone tires. And I was give or take five miles with the, from the same location. And I saw another one. Damn. I saw this one better. Okay. This one was probably 30, 40 feet in front of my vehicle. Again, wow. I had my bright lights on. And this time I actually got to see it in flight. It, it moved its its arms. You know how sometimes you'll see pictures of bats and how they'll they'll reach their wings forward yeah. and then they'll thrust themselves forward. Uh-huh. That's what I got to see him do. And uh, it it literally just kind of propelled itself across, and I got to see it. I'm gonna say for it was probably in my view for maybe a second second and a half. Okay, right? Because yeah, it was further out. And, uh, of course, you know, I only had the bright lights on it directly for a little bit. But I wish, looking back on it, I wish I would have focused more on what its head looked like. Yeah. For strange reason, my attention was drawn to its wings. But uh, so I really didn't get a good look at its head, but I did get a really good look at its wings. Now, the funny fact is is this one seemed to be noticeably smaller. Okay. This one, I'm going to speculate, it probably had a eight, nine-foot wingspan at most. Okay. And uh, it was just kind of disturbing when you think about it because these things don't get smaller. So that means there's a breeding population right. somewhere. Right. You know? I mean, so... Did it skim across the road, or how high was it when you saw that? It, it was, Probably the second one, well, both of them were probably about five foot off the road. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't touching the ground. I mean, this thing was, both of them were obviously in flight. I mean, I one could argue that I'm not entirely sure that the first one was because I, I just, I couldn't see anything but the wing. Right, mm-hmm. right. But the second one was, was definitely in flight. And I thought that the first time I saw that thing... Uh, that I had questions going through my head, but when I saw the second one, I couldn't deny what I saw. Sure. Wow. I mean, I was just like, you know, there's that. I, that's something. That's that's a mm-hmm. giant bat. Yeah, that's creature. that's wild. You did, know? You, did you ever tell anybody that, or did you ever confirm? <laughs> Funny story. So I'm working at the time. I was working for the largest mechanical contractor in Northwest Oklahoma. And I was one of 12 guys that did the same thing that I did, same area. And I'm driving home. I, I think it was a, it was either a Saturday or a Friday night because the very next time we, we, we went into the office, it was Monday morning. And Monday morning was the day that everybody came in and we turned in our time and did our paperwork and everything. And I'm sitting here thinking on the drive home, it's like, I've seen this thing twice. Mm-hmm. Surely one of the other guys has seen it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to ask. 
And uh, so I go in the office, and everybody's sitting there. There's probably 15, 16 people in there, including the the dispatcher and the service manager and everybody. I'm like, hey, let me get you guys' attention. I want to ask you guys a question. And I just blurted it out. I was like, have you guys ever seen like a giant bat-looking thing flying around out by Freedom, Oklahoma? And that was the stupidest thing I ever did in my life. Uh-oh. It, was, it wasn't after that. They just started hooting and hollering. They started calling me Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. And that was uh, that was the day that I got a big old spoonful of ridicule. And uh, I learned that you don't just tell your story to anyone. Yeah. 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 So, learned the yeah. hard way. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. It probably took six years for him to forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, man. We, you know, fi- guys. well, we find oftentimes that people come on and they tell the stories that they don't often share with people. So I was just curious because back then, you know, you talk about the Internet and stuff and it wasn't that, you know, great. Um, and so when you do the research and stuff like that at that time, there probably wasn't enough outlets to come up with anybody else's stories to corroborate and so you know you would talk to your you know your fellow workers and whatever and uh you know a story like that you gotta kind of be vulnerable enough to admit that maybe you did see something you know i i was gonna say that when you see something like that sometimes i've seen i saw a um a moose at one point in time uh, when I obviously wasn't expecting it, and it just my brain could not put together what it was looking at because I'd never come across anything like that. So I would imagine in your situation, you see the thing and you're trying to compute what you're seeing, and you just, you know, so you're you're trying to remember what you saw, you're trying to calculate what it was that you saw exactly. Was it a wing? Was you know? Uh, it's a lot, I'm sure, and you're only looking at it for a split second. You know, that's right. that's that's hard. Yeah, it is. Um, the first time I blew it off, and but the second time, I was fortunate enough to you know get a second look at something of the same species. Yeah. Um, you what do know, you, that's that realize it. What do you think it, it was, was? What do you think it was? Well, you know, it's funny that you asked that because for for many years um, I assumed that it was uh, some kind of um, mutant bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just assumed that you know uh, the you know because they teach you in school that certain animals you know are could be subject to gigantism similar yeah. to human beings can sure and it's more of a genetic mutation freak of nature. And so I thought, you know, well, and I, but then I said, well, you saw two of them, you know, and it was like, eh, you know, but you just tell yourself what you got to. And, and I, because I've seen one of these things, you know, I was looking for information, you know, on, a, on a, every once in a while on the Internet, I would look. And for years, I found absolutely nothing. But that all changed about four, four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, four years. I started finding people that had stories, and uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, Lyle Blackburn and Ken Gearhart did a series on them not too terribly long ago, mm-hmm. and 
when they did that, I was, uh, I, I, I'm just telling you, I mean, I felt like I wanted to just kiss Ken Gearhart, <laughs> you know, because I was like, finally, finally you know, uh, somebody, I even uh, bought his book at a conference one time, but, uh, but yeah, I felt really good. And, and since then, since I've started uh, amassing uh, cryptid stories, you know, I've had a few of those uh, flying cryptid stories come my way and I document them. So, wow. But that's, but that is just one portion of it. Um, unfortunately, it continued. Uh, uh, you know, when you, like I said, when you see something like that, your eyes are suddenly open. Yeah. And at that point, now I'm scanning the tree lines at this point. And, I was, uh, I'm going to say a, a year, year and a half later, I was on my way to, uh, I think it was Carmen, Oklahoma, yep. uh, to run a service call. And a lot of times I would take the back roads just because, you know, uh, I, I've ta- I used to put 40,000 miles a year on my service truck. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I guarantee you, I know every back road in northwest oklahoma yeah then you know it's just ridiculous but i was driving uh, some dirt roads going north of a place called Mosier station and this was a uh, broad daylight and uh, i think it was a uh, fairly early in the morning and uh, i was just going on a service call and i was driving down this dirt road and it's kind of out past ringwood if you guys know where Ringwood yep. is yeah and I was just driving, and I saw this black thing on the road up ahead, and I didn't know what it was. Uh, first, I thought maybe it was a really large dog, but as I got closer, I realized that it didn't look right. It looked, the body of it was too long mm. to be a dog. And, uh, you know, you hear about these mountain lions and stuff, but they're not black, yep. you know. And, yep. And, well, it depends on who you ask, I guess. But, but anyway, as I... As I got up to it, I started getting closer. I kind of let off the gas, and I started coasting up to it. And that's when I realized that this thing was actually pretty large. Um, it was larger than a um, than a mountain lion. It was, it was just a little bit larger than a mountain lion. And I, I know what a mountain lion looks like. I've seen, yeah, uh, I've seen, you know, but. Uh, as I got closer, I realized that the thing was crouching like it was sneaking up on something. Do you guys remember the old cartoons with the wily e. coyote when he's down on the ground and he's yeah, sneaking? Yeah, that's what yeah. doing. And um, as I kept rolling up on it, whatever it was, it was focused. And uh, it was looking at something in the ditch. And there was trees on both sides of this and there was some woods there. And as I coasted up to it, I got a pretty good look at it, and this thing was big. It was had a too long of a body. It had this massively huge, extremely bushy black tail, and the head on this thing. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It kind of looked like a, a bear. Wow. Uh, huh. Wow. Some kind of weird. Its head looked deformed, to be honest with you, and it had a it had a short. A muzzle that was too short okay. to be a canine. Okay. Uh, you know, it was just a kind of 
kind of looked like a jackal's mouth or something. Wow. Know? But uh, the thing turned around and finally it looked at me. And um, it jumped off into the brush. And I rolled up to that spot. And I don't know why I did this, but I, I got out and tried to go look and see because I was... Uh, I don't know how it's, I was so curious. It's like, what in the hell was that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I consider myself to be, um, I don't know. I, I consider myself to be very fluent in the animals of Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spent time out there. And uh, anyway, uh, I got out of my van and I walked over there and was trying to look. I didn't see it. And all of a sudden, it just dawned on me. It's like, um, you're out here in the road with no gun in your hand. And that thing was big. And uh, But anyway, I ran and got back in my van. <laughs> and again, there was the there was the uh, get on the internet, try to figure out. Yeah. At the time, I was hung up on the fact that it, I thought it was some kind of bear thing. Yeah. Uh, but... Now that I'm looking back on it, I, I think it was probably some kind of dog, dog man type creature. Wow, hmm. uh, wow. Yeah, because it just, it just wasn't a normal animal. Yeah, it was, and it maybe it was a uh, something that was deformed or born, born with some kind of birth defect, you know. But yeah, some answers to the question are the simplest, and uh, sometimes it's just a cryptid. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, but but later, uh, a couple years later, uh, I got to see what people call a dire wolf. Are you familiar with that? Huh. Yeah, I'm not. Well, it's a it's basically a wolf that is exceptionally large. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, they are an actual documented creature. They're in the fossil record, and they went extinct. You know many thousands of years ago. Okay. But to make the story short, it is a wolf that was about the size of a cow. Oh yeah. my you, God. Yeah, they were big. Just they a killing big. machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh but I was going um out to one of my uh family's uh farm one day and it was uh it was winter time. It was uh, about the middle of the day the sun was out. It was pretty, and I was driving. And there's this quarter section of land that's right next to the quarter that that we've got. And uh, I saw this this thing sitting on the. There was like a cliff bank. Yep. And there was like a little valley where a stream flowed through, and there was a cliff bank on the side. And uh, it was just sitting up there on its haunches. It was. Its front feet, it was up, it was sitting upright, but its butt was on the ground. And it was just sitting there, and it looked like it was, you know, just having a good day until it saw me. Wow. And, <laughs> but I looked over at it, and I thought to myself, damn, that, that, is, that is a big dog. And then I looked forward, and um, I that's when my brain really started punching the numbers and I was like uh, Brian you're like 65 yards from that that isn't just a big dog that that's that's a huge dog yeah, yeah. That's, that's huge I mean this thing if I had to guess I would say that 
I'm six foot one, and this thing sitting down, it probably would have come up to my chin. Wow, jeez, it was that it was that big, and this thing, I turned around and I looked back, and the thing was was running away into the woods, and all I could see was its back haunches and its tail whipping. Wow, and it was running on all fours. I never saw it get up on two legs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will say, oh, it was a dog, man. And I would probably say, yeah, you're probably right. But it's hard for me to put the dog, man label on it mm-hmm. uh, until I've actually, you know, seen it walking on its hind legs. That's kind of the defining characteristic of the dog. Yeah. So when people ask me, what did you see? I say, well, I saw a dire wolf. And, uh, but this thing was really big. Its chest was really wide. Um, this, you know how most of the time when you look at the front of an actual wolf, they actually look really skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The legs are really close together. Right. This thing, no. It's, its chest was broad. broad. Its uh, legs were spread apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, just it had muscle mass. Wow. Like, like well, to be honest with you, it's, its muscle mass kind of looked like a dude. Wow. Wow. You know, like a man. Yeah. Now, I never saw any hands or anything. I never saw them. it was in, you know, probably it was probably sitting in like eighteen inch tall grass. Okay. Wow. So never saw the hands or the feet or nothing like that. So I can't say that I saw anything except a dire wolf if you really want to get technical. What what uh, do you remember the color of it by chance? Oh it's jet black. Black. Oh, okay. wow. Was, wow. With well, I say that. The sun was kind of shining on it, and there was like it. There was almost like a hint of brown in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. A, but its its head looked like a cross between a wolf and a uh, like a German Shepherd. Okay. Okay. But it, but it was really bushy. It was really hairy. Gotcha. You know. And I remember thinking, for years, I kind of explained it away to myself. I told myself because you know. Back in the old, back in 2008, we were getting people that send you a little email and have a picture of some little Chinese girl with this giant dog, and right. you know, and you see that, and, and I just said, you know, okay, I saw a giant mutant, gigantism, wolf dog. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I could come up with, and I just thought, well, it must have been a mutant of some sort, you know, and uh, I was. Again, totally dumbfounded. And, um, and I got on the phone. I got up to the top of the hill because, you know, you can't get, you had to get to the top of the hill to get cell phone reception. Yeah. My first thought, I got this, this horrible feeling in my gut. And I, because my first thought was, it's like, uh, my little brother out here. And I was like, I had this vision of my little brother out there. With his stupid twenty-two pistol, yeah, and uh, and this thing out there with yeah. his, you know, his coon dogs, and I just I got sick in my stomach, and and then I got the the pleasure of calling my brother on the phone and trying to ask him if he'd seen anything like this without telling him exactly what I saw, and then you know I I was trying to talk him out of hunting on the place and. And, uh, you know, without, because my brother's the type that, you know, if you give him a little bit, you know, he'll give you shit to die. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> as as a brother's job is to do. Yeah, is. <laughs> I may or may not do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I was worried about him, and uh, so I ended up. We ended up compromising. I made him quit carrying that twenty-two pistol and made him start carrying my three fifty-seven. Although. Looking back on it, I don't know that the 357 would have been a cure-all for the situation. Yeah, but but it was definitely better than the 22. And uh, but yeah, that's 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 my two little dogman stories. Uh, that's crazy. I've had people ask a bunch of questions about it, and like I said, I'll if you got any questions about that, I'll I'll tell you what I know. But I'm. I'm here to tell you that creature that I saw probably weighed every bit of five or six hundred pounds. Damn, jeez! It was the freaking beast. I, I was just looking at pictures of them on the internet just to see what I'm what I'm mm-hmm. what I'm visualizing is close, and they're pretty menacing looking. If those depictions are true, pretty yeah. Pretty. Well, they are real. I mean, they yeah. were, they're in record. Right, I mean, we've got skeletons of them in museums. Yeah, so. Not something I'd want to ever again. Sure, we've talked about Bigfoot, you know, and the and uh, the fact that you know, gigantic pithecus is a real thing that you know at one point in time was on the Earth. So I mean, it's it's very possible that there could be, you know, these creatures out there. And oh yeah, you know, so and we've had we've had a couple of Dogman uh, stories in the past on so. It's uh, definitely interesting, man. There's not that many of of those stories, but really interesting. I've got quite a few documented myself, and uh, there's 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 several of them. And honestly, I, Northwest Oklahoma seems to be quite a few of them comparatively. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more Sasquatch reports, but as a general rule, people usually think there's a lot more sasquatch out there than there are dog men right yeah yeah thank goodness right (laughs) hey that's a nice t-shirt you got on there oh thanks dude it's brand new do you like that it's one of the official what's your weird story t-shirts where'd you get that it's funny that you ask i just got it off the brand new spreadshirt.com site for the what's your weird story podcast there's no www you just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe w-h-a-t-s hyphen y-e-r dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors do you think that there's um some kind of like a uh, a supernatural element to them or do you are you more of the you know keep it kind of a keep it biological keep it 
you know, more scientifically grounded as far as your concepts. Okay. Well, this is usually what I tell people when they ask me. If I did not see anything with my eyes that made me think that this thing was supernatural, like a spirit or a ghost, Mm -hmm. what I saw was definitely there, um, probably causing a, I mean, I'm sure it cast a shadow. I didn't see it, but I mean, it looked like a legitimate, you know, organic being. Now, when you start asking questions like, you know, a spiritual nature, um, usually what I tell people is like, you know, everything. I mean, you have a spirit. Mm. So do I. I mean, I'm of a spiritual nature. So is everybody listening to this podcast. But uh, the the truth is, is you know you don't see that with your eyes. So mm. yeah, I'm sure it probably had a, some kind of spiritual. I mean, I believe a dog has a right. cat spiritual. They got energy, you know. Um, but uh, as far as like it being like some kind of ghost or something, that nah, looked real to me. That's interesting. Both of them. Mm. Both of them. And nothing that I have seen to date uh, has uh, has ever seen, had me have any reason to think that it was a supernatural. Now, but you know, what do I know? I'm just one guy. <laughs> now, with the with the flying creature, do you feel like it was? I mean, you said you didn't see the head. Do you feel like it was more of a a bat? Or do you think it could have been that a kind of a pterodactyl type, you know? Well, you know, I got online and, and I even I even called Alabaster Cavern State Park. And I actually asked them, you know, how many different species of bats down there. And I found out that they've only got three species of bats down there. Two of them are, are little bitty bats and mm-hmm. one of them. One of them has got like a 12-inch wingspan, and they call that like the big brown. Okay. Right. Big, and uh, but that was nothing like it. So uh, for a long time, you know, I just I, I didn't know what to make of that whole deal. But uh, you know, I was searching for answers for this stuff for years yeah. until it landed in my lab. And but there was no information on that for forever yeah because i've i've um read encrypted cryptid books about both about uh you know giant bats but also um and like you said like in south america but also like you know there are places where they still report pterodactyl type creatures flying lizards you know and i think i think there was like even in north carolina not too long ago there were some reports of like a pterodactyl type creature right so i was just curious and you know you hear a lot about how some people just think that the thunderbirds of legend might have been uh you know pterodactyls that somehow survived into the uh you know 19th yeah. and 20th centuries so right well they're still reporting People are reporting this stuff down in South America mm-hmm. and New Guinea. They're still reporting modern day sightings of these things. I'm a paper article from Cole County, Oklahoma, down south, where in 1890 there was a what they described as a pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, excuse wow. me, a pterodon, 
which mm-hmm. is basically a pterodactyl with the the thing off the back of its head. Okay. And uh, it was quite the sideshow for about a week until it started to stink, and they buried it. Wow! So, wow! I didn't know that. You know, and it was just a random article in the news in the newspaper. Wow! Cole County news. So interesting. But there's there's a lot of stories. Uh, you know, I even heard a, a story of somebody, and I, you know, how you hear these rumors of stories, mm-hmm. you know. Second, third hand, oh gosh, this stuff, it just drives you crazy because you want to talk to that person. But I've heard rumors that there were some oil field workers out by Visai or somewhere out in western Oklahoma that was out uh, checking a factory at night. And they were supposed to be on the tank barrier. You know how they got the, the three tank batteries? Yeah. And then they got the walk stairs and then the walkway across the top? Yep. Uh, the story that I heard was that there was a guy up there and he was gauging the tanks or whatever and he got attacked from above by some kind of giant uh, featherless bird mm. and he was able to escape this thing because he, he dropped down on the platform and the railing was kind of protecting him Wow! and he ended up jumping down and running and getting in his truck but he's, I would love to talk to that find out who that guy is yeah no kidding know. no kidding but there's also there's been other reports of people seeing them down in southwestern oklahoma and um but you know you think about it if these creatures are nocturnal if they're a, a flying creature of the sky and they primarily hunt at night um hell you'd never see them and mm-hmm. What if they have like a really slow metabolism, like an alligator, mm-hmm. and maybe you know maybe one deer a month will do them, right? You know, maybe yeah. they just don't. Get, I mean, it's it's entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, it's when I say it's possible, I mean there is a natural precedent in nature. Yeah, for these type of behaviors and. And I always personally lean more towards the pterodactyl pterodon theory of what I saw because there is a natural precedent for it in nature. We have them in the fossil record. Right. Yep. Right. And Oklahoma is a pretty vast landscape and with not a lot of population. Especially out the west part, you know. Yeah. You know, as far the west you go, especially. So we've got counties out in northwestern Oklahoma that only have like 6,000 people in them in the whole county. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's interesting, man, because we, uh, gosh, we, we've heard a lot of stories from, from folks from around. Um, I'm always curious to hear uh, because. We've had like Bigfoot sightings from down in Kingfisher and south south of there, and yeah. I'm I'm always curious to hear any kind of cryptid stories from from up in this area because I I just don't get I don't get that uh, I don't get that a lot. So it's cool to have somebody on here that mm-hmm. to have these stories, man. It's it's really interesting. One that happened just recently in Kingfisher that you probably don't know about. Okay. Um, I got a phone call from a guy that lives in Kingfisher. Um, I don't have permission to use his name, but I'll just use it because he can get mad at me. His name's Chuck Slab. Okay. And he's an amateur. Uh, you know, he does. When I say amateur, he doesn't do it for a living. He's a he's a Bigfoot researcher. Okay. And he, he called me up and he's like, "Hey, 
you need to come out here. I just met up with this guy, and he just had an encounter today. And so I drove out there and met up with him, and uh, we interviewed this guy who was traveling. This was a, a year ago. Um, he was seven or eight miles west of Kingfisher. He was headed towards Kingfisher, middle of the day, and he just looked out towards the north, you know, his driver's side, and he said that he saw this this giant black thing running on all fours, and it was about, he said it was about 200 yards off the road, mm. but he said he could see day he couldn't really make out what it was he said at first he maybe thought he was a horse or something but he realized it wasn't a horse and uh but it was black and it was big and the thing that freaked him out was that it was keeping up with his truck Dang. and he looked and he was doing 70 damn and he was like holy crap well this thing was keeping up with him he just kept driving he kept looking at it looking at it looking at it like what in the hell is this thing and all of a sudden, they were coming up on this this homestead, this house, barn set up, and this thing was on an intercept course with it. And so the thing started veering off further to the north, and it started going north. So this guy wanted to know what this was. He turned. That house was at an intersection. He turned at the intersection and went north. And when he got up there, the thing had stopped about, I don't know, a quarter of a mile uh, north of that house. And it was still about, you know, 150 yards off the road. And he said he pulled up and it was sitting there and he stopped and the thing stood up on its hind legs and looked at him. And that's when he realized that there was another dude in another truck that was following him that had seen the same thing. Oh, wow. And he had pulled in behind him to see this thing. This guy was uh, an oil field pumper, is, is what he just, how he described okay. himself. Damn. I never got to talk to this guy. I'd like to talk to him, though. And uh, I guess the thing stood up, looked at him, and it took off and then bolted into a shelter belt, and they never saw it again. Wow. Wow. Got out, and they were talking. And they were like, what in the hell? Neither one of them knew what it was. Both of them confirmed that the thing was, if it wasn't doing 70, it was doing damn near 70 mile an hour. Jeez. And neither one of the both of them were just, they were both asking each other questions. I guess they were so, the guy told, the guy that uh, was not the guy that I talked to, he told the guy that I talked to that he was an oil field pumper. And the guy said, he goes, the guy was driving a company vehicle. But he said, I don't even remember what vehicle. I guess he was so rattled that he didn't even remember the name of the company. Wow. Mm-hmm. The guy's name. He was just he was just so rattled about it, you know. But he met us out there. And he walked us through what happened, showed us where he first noticed it, and drove us over there where the thing stood up and everything. And, and uh, But he said, and... and I tried to ask a lot of questions when I'm interviewing people, but you've got to be very careful when you're interviewing people that you don't plant ideas in their head. Yeah, sure. I'm very, I'm usually very careful about it. 
though I was asking him some general questions because I thought that maybe he might have seen a dog man because yeah. you, you know you hear dog man being fast but after I talked to him he didn't report having any upright ears or a, a protruding mus- muzzle so I'm thinking he actually saw a Sasquatch running on all fours. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's just outside. And Kingfisher Kingfisher goes back a long ways, man. When I was a kid, you know, I used to come to town all the time with my grandpa. And I remember people telling stories about Sasquatch running up and down Kingfisher Creek. Wow. Yep. You know, and I've even heard stories about people seeing monkeys on top of the VFW out west of town. By the, wow. by the and as ridiculous as that sounds, think about it for a minute. If you drive by there, the lights in the parking lot would light up whatever's up on the roof. Yeah. And somebody rents that place, and if they have a party there, or if somebody has a, a wedding there, or anniversary there or whatever there's all kinds of food in that dumpster yeah mm-hmm. yeah and right there yeah 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 kingfisher's a weird place man yeah <laughs> really for sure i i agree there's there's all kinds of uh stuff and history there you know I, i'm i'm telling you it really is and kingfisher is one of the older towns mm-hmm. in this whole area yeah. um it's 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 crazy. But there is, there is. I've got reports uh, on the north side of uh, uh, north side of Kingfisher over by Dover. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find. Supposedly there was a family, two families, uh, two husband and wives with kids, fishing on the uh, the the old bridge over there by Dover. Yeah. Not the one, but the. The, the old bridge that's uh, about a mile west of there. Okay. You know where that's at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there's a there's a new bridge that they built, and then there's the old bridge. Okay. Supposedly, uh, about ten years ago, there was two families out there catfishing off the bridge, had their kids and everything. They saw a Sasquatch walking down the river. Wow. Wow. I would love to talk to those people and and get a first person report off of that. How long you know, have you? Honestly. How long have you been doing this? Uh, well, that's that's a good question. Um, I really, well, what really got me started uh, was my brother uh, sent me a, an episode of Sasquatch Chronicles, and I'm going to say that was probably four years ago. Okay, and that's when I I wasn't even listening to Sasquatch Chronicles, but for a few. That's when I realized that I kept hearing them talk about this dog man thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, when I first heard the term, I, I was picturing like, you know, a, a dog's body with a human head, like a, a centaur or something. Right. And, I, yeah. and then when I finally got off my butt and I Googled it, I was like, oh my God, I think I've seen one of those. You know, it really right. kind of freaked me out. It was a shocker. Yeah. And. But I realized that, you know, I'd already had some encounters with some of this stuff. Now I've got a name to go with. It's a stupid name, Dogman. Right, right. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's got a name now. And, and I just realized that there was a whole genre. Then I started looking into this stuff. And that's when I realized 
there really didn't seem to be anybody in northwest Oklahoma that was looking into stuff, investigating, yeah. documenting. Is somebody taking, there wasn't even hardly anybody taking notes. Yeah. You know, or if they were, they had no, no online presence, mm-hmm. no nothing. You know, if you, if you got online and you punched in Northwest Oklahoma, Bigfoot sightings, you got nothing. Yep. You know, you, all you get is Southeast Oklahoma reports. And that's when I created my Facebook group. And uh, uh, later on, I started doing, I taught myself how to do YouTube videos. I started my own YouTube channel. Nice. Started recording us. And, oh, it's it's very amateurish, but... You know, we when now when we go out and we go out and do field research, we actually take videos. Now, uh, we just recently started doing that a couple of years ago. Uh, but now, and I've even got a, a website. It's uh, one of those free Google websites that you know it's kind of hard to find. But there's a link to it on my Facebook page. Uh, if you look up Red Dirt Cryptid Investigations, you'll find it. And I've actually got an interactive map of Oklahoma and southern Kansas, and it's got every single one of my reports. I've got 150 reports right now. Nice. And there's a dot on each one, and you can click on that dot, and you can get a little brief description of what happened there and and when, if I know when it was. Very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just it's a thing you can do. Yeah. Is because you know that's the problem is the people that are writing the stuff down, they're not sharing their information, mm-hmm. right? And and I will call them out. I'll call them out. These these Bigfoot researchers and so called, you know, I, I don't know. I guess you would call them uh, just the the people that are in the know around here. They're very, I hate to say it, they're stingy with their information. Yeah. They want to be the expert. Right. And, you know, we're not getting anywhere. Yeah. You know, with doing that. You need to. Now, I understand that if, if there's a habituation site and there's a little old lady that's got a Sasquatch family over here and, and she's feeding them off their back porch. And so now that that's sacred. You, you can't mess with that. Right. You know, I would never do that. I would never put that kind of information out there. But if it's just some public public deal and happened on public land, you know, I mean, I do respect people's wishes to be anonymous, mm-hmm. whether it's their they want to keep their name anonymous or even like their location. Because, you know, sometimes if, if you was to put on there, well, this happened at this location right here, you would have all kinds of weirdos showing up, trespassing on private property. Right. That's... You know that's that's not positive. I don't want to be a part of that. But sure, yeah. sure. That's, but that's I share what I what I've learned. That's, that's and, uh, and, yeah, that's great. It sounds like the uh, the concho tape, that uh, the security camera tape. If you've heard about that, I'm sure uh, how it was lost. You know because they don't want people showing up. You know they don't want people. Well, do you know what that really down to? I bet you 20 bucks it was as simple as this. Little old ladies that play bingo, they don't want to get chased by Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> and when it boiled down to it, Bigfoot was bad for business. Oh, yeah. sure. 
tribe out there is not involved in selling Bigfoot tickets. They're selling yeah. bingo. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Well, right. you know, once thou, it got out that there was this tape, the news, because we, we know somebody who had seen the tape and was kind of involved in it, and um, once the, it was known that this tape existed, yeah. somehow it got leaked to the news channels. They all show up. And that's when it got lost because they didn't want to. They don't want the news channel people there. You know, they don't right. want all of that there. They want to keep their income. They want to keep things as it is. Nobody's hurt. They're not getting hurt by the Bigfoot. You know, so let it be. And that's what it was. So, my friend uh, David Wilbank got to see that video, and he told me all about it. And uh, he's about as honest as they come. I believe him. He. He told me all about it. It wasn't, a, you know, it wasn't no smoke and gun video, mm-hmm. uh, Dave. But uh, it was, uh, it was good enough that you could tell that whatever in the hell that was was not human. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that underneath the lamp, you know, the street lamp, you could see how tall this thing. And uh, he said that it was huge. Yeah, he estimated it was a ten footer. Wow. So, damn. Banks has a YouTube channel. It's called Bigfoot and More. He's got a video where he goes through and describes everything that he saw on that video. Cool. Yeah. If anybody's curious about that, yeah, man. uh, You can do word for what was on. That's cool. We'd like to get him on, man. Maybe if we can, you know, if he'd be into that, man. For sure. Dave's pretty cool. He's written two books now, and nice. He's a guy. Nice. Yeah, that's cool, man. We'll have to. You need to get uh, make make you, get you connected with uh, the guys doing the Bigfoot mapping project. I don't know if you listen to those episodes, but uh, Scott is. Uh, he's actually the guy who lived in Enid uh, there for a while. He's doing the Bigfoot ma- mapping project. And he is taking uh, reports all over the states and I think maybe Canada um, of like where people have seen Bigfoot and where they've reported him. And he's using it because uh, he's a maps and uh, like he's a maps guy and a cartographer. And, you know, he does a, that's his deal and that's his job as well. Um, and he's got it all like he sees where there's patterns in the maps yeah. it's fascinating the, it's fascinating yeah. and uh one of the uh, one of the patterns that he d- was telling us a lot about was about how there's these the migration kind of patterns that parallel a lot of the animal migration hunting their corridors Whoa. pardon me Food yeah yeah exactly so but uh yeah he might be somebody to that- network with is that the one that's tied in with that college up in Iowa or Idaho? No, this no. this is just him. Yeah, he's independent. Yeah, with him. You know, there's a couple of those things out there like that, and they have the the opportunity for you to plug in your info. Mm-hmm. And I thought about doing that, but to be honest with you, I mean, if I was going to plug in all of my reports into their website. Well, hell, that'd take me days. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. I didn't know when I'd do that. I mean, It's worth just going to look at it, because it's really quite interesting. I mean, it's a hell of a map. It's uh, 
when we were talking to him, I was like, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. But then, you know, he sent he sent a link, and I was looking at it. I was like, God dang, this is pretty interesting, man. Just mm-hmm. somebody like you that's, like, really interested in this stuff and, like, how these things sort of uh, – how they, how they, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, reveal themselves to to uh, humans. Uh, it's it's quite interesting, and I, we've talked to him about you know if is he going to do something with UFOs, and he said that he would like to, but he's he's still in the process of trying to button everything else up. But um, really, kind of a cool resource, just regardless to check out and look at, you know. Yeah, I'll have to get that link from you. I'm very yeah. curious. I may have already seen it before, but mm-hmm. yeah. I'm always ready to learn more. Yeah, no, it's great, man. So how can people get in touch with you through the Facebook or uh, YouTube channel? or? You know, honestly, the best way is to, you know, look us up on uh, Facebook, Red Dirt Cryptid Investigations. Okay. And, uh, you know, my name's Brian Terrell. Uh, you can message me or you can message my alter ego, Red Cryptids, um, or, or any of us admins of... I've got uh, several guys that I work with that are on my team. Cool. Uh, you can do Matt. Uh, I've got uh, Jeff Hatfield and uh, Micah Doan. They're all admins, and you know they'd be more than happy to talk to you. Or take oh your yeah, we love it. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and we'd love to have you back on too, man. Absolutely. Yeah, or hit me up on just Facebook Messenger, man. Okay. Cool. Great. Great. We want, easy. Yeah, we want to get the word out there so people that uh, listen can can contact you and, and check out your stuff. And you know, we're always we're always getting people from all over the place to have these weird stories. And so, like I said, it's always cool to get somebody in my own backyard to uh, to talk about this stuff because you just don't you don't hear that much, especially in Enid. You know, it's kind of a tight lipped. You know, especially when it comes to weird shit. You know, people don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's. I think that we've got this uh, demographic bias. Yeah. In mm-hmm. North Oklahoma, you know, if you go down to Southeast Oklahoma or Washington State, and there's two people in a cafe sitting there talking about Bigfoot, nobody thinks anything of it. Right. But if you go up here to the booth downtown Enid, and you're sitting in a booth talking about right. Bigfoot, yeah. everyone else sitting around you like. Ooh, we probably need to call. Them. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, we know, we know. Right, <laughs> but it, it's really true. And and Garfield County is one of the worst, uh, the worst uh, counties in the state for Bigfoot activity. And it's really because Garfield County is one of the few counties in Oklahoma that has no rivers going through it. Huh. Yeah, that's true. And you know, that, I didn't even think about that, and that's true. Yeah. But Kingfisher, on the other hand, yep. that's a story. Right. You know? Yep. But when you get outside, when you're looking at Northwest Oklahoma as a whole, you exclude, you take Garfield County out, you know, because it's a, it's a population, you know, a big population. All the rest of the, the uh, surrounding counties are lower population. And what people don't realize is, is there's there's two things that are required for a cryptid encounter to get reported. Okay, a you got to have a cryptid, and b you got to have a human to see it. Right. 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 And if your, your county has nine thousand people in the county, the chances of you having reports are diminished greatly. Sure. You know, you take like La, La Flora County. 
Okay, there's 33,000 people in LaFleur County. That's a lot of people. Yep. Yeah. But they have Bigfoot encounters. Yeah. Makes sense. One could argue that there are more Bigfoots and Dogman and other cryptids in Northwest Oklahoma than ever get reported, just simply because we have an extreme shortage of people there to report them. Right. When you combine that with the fact that nobody in Northwest Oklahoma talks about this stuff, mm-hmm. there could be even more than we think. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's that's yeah. fascinating. That's great, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much for taking time out to hang out with us and uh, talk about this stuff. And, and definitely want to have you back on, man, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. Really cool stuff. Really cool stories by Brian. And one of the, I think maybe one of the first uh, winged uh, phenomenon that I've heard of from around here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard of, I mean... In the Southwest area and and the West in general, there are the old uh, stories of the Thunderbird. Um, yeah. That you know, it's almost through all of the cultures, the the Southwest indigenous cultures and the Western indigenous cultures, you see the Thunderbird, which is you know supposed to be this huge bird, you know, um, and. You do hear those, and you hear people talk about Thunderbirds still, and, you know, those might be something like a a condor, a giant condor, or some kind of giant eagle, or something like that. But um, you don't hear a lot about, well, about, like, the the, the dinosaur type, you know, especially where we're at. Um, You don't hear about the, the, the featherless creatures and you know but i mean i've read uh you know digging around on the internet and reading stories and such you know because we we do love to pass the time away um while uh and read do some research while uh occupying ourselves in our daily constitutional uh after our (laughs) coffee absolutely after after our coffee especially but uh but i've read about some um some flying reptiles uh both in africa and also uh in recent ones that somebody that in north carolina in i think western oh very cool Uh, so yeah it's really crazy it's really wild but i mean Again, we as we've said on here before, there's so many possibilities for these things to yet still exist and be undiscovered. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
And you know, also uh, the dog man story is something mm-hmm. that is always interesting. And we've had a couple of those throughout the years. And it's been one of those things that is, uh, especially his account, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'd be curious. I'm going to keep my eye out now that he's mm-hmm. seen those kind of out where, where I'm at. Um, you know, I'm always I'm always keeping an eye out for animals, and uh, I don't know who knows. Maybe maybe I'll catch that sometime. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, also, you know, Bigfoot, a lot of Bigfoot sightings around there in that Kingfisher area, um, and you know, the dire wolf that he was describing. In the, again, another you know, I mean, just a giant wolf, the, a wolf like the size of like a cow or a bull or a bison, just massive, and you know freaking scary dude you know i mean like yeah large wolves are still very um very much a real thing now a giant wolf like that could exist again it would probably be some kind of mutation or a an offshoot uh of a regular wolf but i mean or it could be something that was bred to be that big you know but they could exist they are a possible thing uh just you know, I mean, it's just another one of those real world things that did exist and possibly could still exist. Yeah, absolutely, man, for sure. I mean, just like so many other creatures. I mean, yep. it's a vast world out there. There's a lot of empty land out here and all over the the uh, the U.S. and all over the world, really. So these things can absolutely exist. Who's to say? We 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 are constantly finding new and interesting creatures uh that we thought were once gone or or never never even knew existed so anything's possible yep you know it's funny that um just just yesterday i think it was uh that somebody sent me a link to the uh bigfoot sighting near kingfisher and um i went and looked at it on youtube and uh there it was it was uh the red dirt Cryptid Investigations, uh, and Brian right there in the front, and it's uh, from their investigations, video from their investigation into that Bigfoot story that he wow. told that was that just happened there in Kingfisher. Wow. So now I've heard from two different, you know, angles, you know, one from somebody who had heard about it, but and then found the video, and then, you know, from Brian who had heard about it and did the video, so... Uh, just you know, odd coincidence that those were you know ha- that aligned as it did. You know, somebody just telling me, and we just spoken to him, and and it was come his episodes coming out this week. So very cool. I don't know. Very cool. Universe is a weird place, man. It, it is absolutely. And uh, want to thank Brian for coming on. Thank you for sharing your stories, and we look forward to hearing from him again. I know he'll come back on. Yes, definitely, because we know he's got a ton more stories to share. So go follow him. Uh, go follow the Red Dirt Cryptid Investigations on their uh, so on Facebook and uh, on YouTube um, to follow what he's doing. Follow us while you're at it on our social medias. Um, our YouTube is pretty much frozen at this point. We haven't really done a lot with it. But uh, we're very active on our Instagram and uh, also in our Facebook and uh, a little bit there on the Twitter. Not a, I keep forgetting about that Twitter exists because I'm not on it all the time. Um, but um, maybe if you see us out there, you can remind us to make an appearance. Um, also, you can um, 
send us a message saying, hey, I like the show, um, big fan, and I've got a story for you. And you could either write that story in the form of a, uh, you know, like a letter, you know, you're writing to us. Um, you can put, uh, dear Josh, um, or, uh, or you know, dear Barry and Adam, um, if you want to write it to both of us, put dear Josh. Um, <laughs> that, that's, an ins- that's a bit of an inside <laughs> joke for another time. Um, but uh, just send it to us and uh, tell us your story that way if you don't want to come on and uh, tell, tell our faces over the internet. Um, we would love to talk to you face to face on the Skype, but we understand some people are shy and that's totally cool. Um, and we'll have our good buddy uh, and resident Bigfoot expert, Mr. Jeff Hubbard, come on and share and read your stories through his uh, golden throat. That sounded stranger than I, that I came out weirder than I thought it was meant was going to. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we, we want to hear your stories. Um, we, we want to hear all your stories. We want you to tune in every week and uh, listen to all the cool stories that we get to hear. And uh, we want you to tell all your friends about us and tell your, your, your family about us and uh, tell your coworkers and tell the, you know, tell everybody, even the people you don't like. Um, and subscribe to us, follow us, rate us, all that good stuff. And join us and be part of the Weirdsville Revolution. Um, I don't know what we're, we're revolting against, but um, it's 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 a big, it's a thing. We're a movement. We're we're um, we're, we're weird and freaky. Uh, and and God, you just what just looking at you, just smiling at me as I wander off verbally every single time we try to wrap up one of these shows, Barry. One of my favorite things to do. Uh, all right. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to be I, – I found my door, and I'm leaving, and uh, I'll let it – hopefully it won't hit me where the good Lord split me. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Weird Zone. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always – If you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.